Heyo, welcome everyone to Today in the Scene. I'm Joe, your host, and here on In the Scene, we dive into what's happening in the arcade space from indie developers, arcade owners, and just general news in the space. Now, I helped create the game Galactic Battleground, and I have been showing it off at indie arcade uh, conventions and stuff like that for over five years now. And I've got another indie this week that I'm really excited to talk to. We've had him on a few times. He's got awesome games like Switch and Shoot and Nidhogg. He is based in Des Moines and is known as DSM Arcade. We've got Dan with us. How you doing, Dan? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I know I saw like some pictures a while back and didn't really know exactly what was happening. And then it kind of just kept showing up more and more. And uh, now you've got a game called Perfect Pour, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I think it's a, a brilliant option because arcade bars are massive, breweries are massive. Um, and this kind of targets straight to those locations. So let's just have you introduce yourself for anybody that doesn't know who you are. I'm Dan with DSM Arcade. Uh, typically, I work with uh, game developers and design arcade cabinets for their games. I'm designing the cabinet and working with artists and the developer to kind of bring it to the arcade, make the changes needed and and things like that. Um, but you, typically, we work with like existing games like Nidhogg and, and Switch and Shoot. But uh, like you were talking about, Perfect Pour is the first time we're doing a game that's totally original. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. Actually, I, I might get a chance when we're uh, at the end of our Texas tour, uh, when we stop in Des Moines. I'm sure Kelly yeah. and I can, can make a stop and give it a go. It looks fun. Um, we're, we're definitely excited to see it. And MGC is going to be another opportunity. I can't wait for that one. But let's, let's talk about how Perfect Poor came together. Because you said you've got these other games, Switch and Shoot, Nidhogg. Love them both. Played them a ton. Those were already pre-existing games that you brought to the arcade. You modified them in a way that fits the arcade a little bit better. Perfect Pour is like an original idea. So how did the idea come to you? Uh, I was at a uh, brewery in Des Moines, as I often am, uh, one called Confluence, which is great. You should check it out. Uh, and it was like Friday happy hour, super busy. And I'm sitting at the bar and like just watching this bartender. And they have like probably a row on the wall of like 20 tabs, like all kind of, you know, close to each other. And people are coming up and ordering tons of drinks and he's just working the taps and he's like pouring a drink over here, like in a huge glass. And then he's got a run to the other end and pour like a small one. And then he pours one over here and he stops this one before he starts that one. And was just like dashing back and forth. And I'm just sitting there sipping my beer, like watching him. And then it was like, it's like a legit, this like light bulb moment where I was like, that would be an awesome game. And I, cause I'm just always kind of thinking in like, you know, that, uh, that framing, this, I'm always like thinking about arcade games and what would work on the arcade. And I just saw him like going back and forth and like, like doing this, like, so like efficiently and just like quickly and it looked kind of like fun. And so I just talked to, uh, the developer of, of Switch and Shoot, um, Matt Glanville. And, uh, he was great to work with. He was the Switch and Shoot's the first game that we, uh, we did and i told him about the idea and i put some i don't know like design stuff very well so i got like some like microsoft paint and just drew up some like design docs of like here's how the screen will look you're the bartender and you're you know like here's the taps and they're these colors and i'll make the controls like this and then all of a sudden like two weeks later he sent me like this prototype that he had just done really quick kind of like like kind of thrown together. I mean, I say thrown together, but it was like a really like, you know, impressive product just like from the start. And then I just put it on my home cabinet and thought it was, uh, 
like it was like immediately like really fun like i was really enjoying it but uh it was on like my four player like super wide cabinet kind of looks like a like a ninja turtles cabinet and i was like that's that's pretty cool maybe we'll you know we'll think about doing that and then i think we were like in the middle of nidhogg 2 or just getting started with nidhogg 2 and that just like you know really took off and we were you know deep uh at work in that and so it sat for a couple years which is crazy to think about but yeah it was a couple years and we just i had an extra nidhogg prototype cabinet sitting around in the shop and i remembered that we had that game like it was that kind of thing that i kind of like forgot that he had done that uh and i put it on this prototype cabinet with like four joysticks to work the tabs and it was just like we're it was awesome like it was fun enough like on this spread out like control panel um but having like a cabinet kind of like half designed for it made it like so much more enjoyable and we started to like take it to some shows and, and show it off yeah i mean proof of concept really already is there with tapper you know it's 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 oh, an sweet. awesome game um it was kind of towards the end of the arcade era so you know it didn't get as many published as maybe we would have wanted and now every arcade bar wants to have it but they're hard to find yeah so right. you're kind of filling this this gap of a beer-based pouring game that's super fun um you guys have it set as a single player at this point right well that's like the crazy thing so like the first place we took it to um i just kind of showed some videos on instagram messing around uh just be like hey we're we're you know it's like a little laboratory we're messing with stuff all the time and then I took it to 2 Con. They yep. were nice enough to ask me to bring Switch and Shoot and Nidhogg there. And I was like, actually, I have this, uh, this other game um, that we're working on. It's just like this kind of like, not even, you know, like a rough looking prototype. Uh, and so we brought it there and we were watching people play it. And like, it was supposed to be a single player game, but then like two people would come up and be like, actually, you take the red and green tap and I'll take the, the uh, blue and um forget the the blue and yellow taps and we'll split it up like side by side and so people started playing a two-player like which i would just like i don't know just to see that like uh what's that for like emergent gameplay or whatever just kind of happened and then a group of four came up and they each took a tap and they just started dominating the scoreboard so it's like it was really cool to see people like invent these new ways to play it and kind of inform how we should probably design it like when they're doing the four players are all squeezed in like next to each other could barely like grab them so we're like okay let's space out the joystick so somebody could play it one player or four player or two player you know or three uh and, and so we're kind of like you know designing around um you know how people are playing it that nidhogg was like such a different thing i mean like we kind of i kept that secret until like the announcement video where it's like hey this is available to order right now but perfect four we have like but also Nidhogg 2 was like an established product. But Perfect 4, I was like completely out in the open about it and just like posting videos, like showing it at, you know, a, like a, it's at Peace Tree Brewing in Des Moines right now, showing it off there. And just like, I got a QR code on the front that says like, what do you think, save your quarter, you know, send us a, a comment about what you think about the game. And so we can really like, you know, dig into like the play testing of it, which I'm, I'm super excited to kind of like do that and show the process like on our social media as we're doing it for sure. Yeah. I've, you've, you've done it in a different way than a lot of the other developers have. Like I, I totally with you when we were making GBG, like we were showing it off in a bunch of places, you know, we were posting on social media, we were getting feedback or constant construction or could, like criticism and stuff with it. And we were showing it off to family and, you know, it was a process like 
we're we're figuring out what works and what doesn't work and we're adding and subtracting basically from it so you get to experience that now as opposed to like with switch and shoot where it was an established game nidhogg was an established game obviously there's still play testing because they weren't made for the arcade but yeah. it's not like you're making monumental changes to the game you know it's it's tweaking stuff and I guess now we've we've flipped sides because we're working on a new game that we aren't able to like say too much about. But you know we're going the other way. We have to keep it all quiet until yeah, it's yeah, done. Yeah. So that's funny, yeah. Which will be fun to show it off at MGC. I'm I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah, um, I'm super excited too. 2D con shows. Um, oh yeah. MGC. What are, what are the plans? Um, obviously, I'm excited to hang out again. I don't. You weren't able to make it last year. We just had Tony there. But hopefully, we can get everybody back together. What what is your plan for for MGC? You gonna bring everything with you? Yeah, we'll bring we'll bring everything, and hopefully, uh, I mean, the, the like I was saying, the the perfect pork cabinet right now is just like this kind of like blank cabinet that was like me working out the uh, I keep pointing to the wrong one, point working out the design for Nidhog too, and so I just painted it orange, and it's like orange and black, and so we had a another brewery called Fire Trucker first, and I just it was during Ragbri. And I just put a pile of Sharpies on it and wrote, sign me. And so people just sign the side of it and, you know, it, it's like got a cool look to it. But uh, we'll, we're hoping to have, we'll, we'll at least have that one. But hopefully at that point, since it's, you know, is that three months out? Yeah, three months out. Uh, yeah, it's we'll like early months. April. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, a much more finished product. But like, you know, we're right now we're in the um, kind of like, I'm still designing the cabinet. We're figuring out what parts, what the tap handles are going to look like. You know, is it just standard bat tops or is it something more unique than that? All, all these details and haven't even met with the artist yet. That's in, you know, a week or two. And there's a ton of like game development to do on Matt's end. Um, and he'll be starting that this this spring uh, or in the next couple months here, which is cool because uh, Matt Glanville has never seen a switch and shoot cabinet in the five years we've like, had them in existence he lives in england so that's you know and there was also a pandemic in there so uh he's never seen one in person i built him like a tiny mini one like one time that i sent over for him to like bring to shows in the uk but uh it'll be super exciting for him to see the switch and shoe cabinet um but also uh he's gonna come here we're just gonna do like a little kind of two-man game jam type thing for like a week he's just gonna stay here we'll be in the arcade just He'll make some changes to the game. We'll play the cabinet. We'll say, "Hey, try this." We'll play the cabinet. You know, he'll we'll just kind of go back and forth like that. And so, because uh, we just think it would, we could do it, you know, fully remotely. But I feel like, like the arcade is the controller for the game, and for a game developer to make a game without ever touching the controller for it seems bonkers, especially for a game like this where you're simulating like a real world thing, like pouring a beer. You know, if it was just like buttons, maybe because you could just hold a game pad or a fight stick or whatever. But this is like, you know, uh, he's just got to stand in front of it and play. It, but it'd be really cool for him to first off see Switch and Shoot, but also to, I, and just like the the, the arcade develop, game development process with him, like working on the cabinet, like on the fly. And just, I think that'd be a really cool experience we'll try to document you know some of that for for social media and maybe we can talk with you again when he's here too that might be a cool thing to do i was just gonna say we should we should do another another episode um we can kind of talk about the process of doing it remotely and creating the game um a lot of people are interested in making these games i mean 
I just I just got a video the other day from Wonderville. Um, he was showing me some of the games that are in there. There's a lot of interest in people building cabinets. Um, you've built a bunch of them. Uh, you, you know what you're doing, and you're you're the cabinet guy. You know that's that's what you're doing with the project. So, what advice would you have to someone who maybe made a game or has a game that they're interested in? How would you go about building a cabinet for the first time if you like you had no experience and you have no tools? Where where would you go? Man, that that's that's wow, that's like tough because like it's like look at I've been DSM Arcade this month will have existed for six years, which is pretty crazy because it started like so small, just like me messing around, like building weird looking arcade cabinets in my garage. And then maybe like a year in or something like that, we started doing switch and shoot. Um, but after like six years of it, I mean, yeah, you know, it's hard for me to say if, if like, I've, cause I've talked to people before who are like, Oh my, I have a game. Uh, that kind of disappeared on Steam really quick. Uh, and so I'm thinking about, you know, building an arcade cabinet for it. Like, and they're going to do it themselves. And I know this seems like really like self-serving, but you should probably, if I talk to somebody like, like, you know, DSM Arcade, because the amount of work it takes to like bring a game into like a commercial product like, I, like I'm six years into it and I'm kind of getting it. <laughs> like I, I, I've got a good grasp on it now, but there's still like a lot of parts of it where I'm like, okay, I think I'm, I think I got that part now. You know what I mean? Like the cabinets, it's, it's just like a huge undertaking. So I, I, I think like, unless you want to build arcade cabinets, I wouldn't like go down that route. I would probably work with somebody who has that expertise like if so if you if the goal is i have a game that i want you know to be popular on arcade work with somebody that builds arcades if you want to build arcades then start building arcades you know but in terms which i know seems obvious but for real that's like legit advice because if like the passion for like just creating them is not there then it's gonna be super super hard for a lot of different reasons in terms of like resources i mean you know there's like an india arcade slack that you could probably get into talk to people like you uh like you were just talking about wonderville they do a lot of like really like creative stuff um sometimes like super advanced sometimes like they just have like a circular saw on their patio and they're like hacking something together you know like i've done a million times especially when we were like starting out so just like but that's another thing you don't need to like there's a million different routes i guess you don't need to have a shop because there's like worker spaces and things like that but um, if, if you, I, I just say in my rambling answer, if you want to like build arcade games, you have to really want to like build arcade games. If it's like a means to a different end, like getting visibility on your steam game, I think that's going to be a way, way tougher route. I ended on a, such a pessimistic tone, but that's, that's, I think that's really, you know, I think that's good advice. I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an undertaking. It really is. And I think I think the idea of building it for a game that you have on Steam isn't a bad idea. Um, but what I've seen probably work the best, the example I'm going to think of is Street Cleaner um, and Creaky Lantern Games. And they went out, they found a beat-up-ass cabinet that had a game that didn't work in it anymore. They gutted it, and they just used that. You know, They took out the play field, they put in a new play field that they made, and they, they had the bones. Like That's the easiest way to do it. 
um, then you don't need to have the carpentry skills. You don't need to know how to cut everything equally, you know. That's super good advice to this. Like, I think that's, that's a good way to like think of it is like think of your skill set and the things you're passionate about, especially. And then like, you know, you focus on that and try to fill in the other areas with like other people's like knowledge or like resources like that where you're bringing in an existing cabinet, you know, or like something that already has cool art on it and you can reuse it or something like that. Like, yeah, that's, that's a really like smart idea. Yeah. There's, there's always a way, you know I mean? Like you can jump on, on Facebook marketplace and find a beat up cabinet and, you know, take out the CRT, sell it to somebody, take out the board, sell it to somebody. And that way you're still kind of preserving it and you're giving it potentially another life. But you know, you might not be able to fix that cabinet. There might be something with it that is not repairable and you can still use the bones and make something new. So I think that's a good route. Obviously, if if you're going to build a full cabinet and go commercial with it, then reaching out for advice is definitely the best place to start. And I think you're a good spot to reach out and definitely market Wonderville is a good spot to reach out. Yeah. 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 There's tons of people who are, I haven't run into anybody in this whole world who's like, I've asked for advice and they've been like, you know what, man? No, not once. So like, I know, you know, that can be hard for some people to be like, put themselves out there. And it probably was for me for a while, but things really started to move fast when I just like started to ask people things, you know what I mean? Like I bug the guys on Bumble Bear all the time and they're always super gracious about it. So like big thanks to them. But like, anytime I'm like, is this crazy if I do this? And I just send them a message. They're like, no, that's a really good idea or whatever, or don't do that, you know? But yeah, there's resources out there for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can jump into uh, into the Indie Arcade Wave Discord. The link is going to be in the description. Um, I did, Amar from Crab Volleyball just put up a, a question the other day, and there were like 15 people that chimed in within an hour. Like, people want to help you build these games, so yeah. use the resources. It's you know, you can just join the group. It's not not a big deal. Um, that's pretty much all I want to talk about. I'm just really curious about the game, where the idea came from, how it's getting developed, stuff like that. So uh give any shout outs that you got and uh let people know where they can follow along with perfect pour well shout out to indie arcade wave of course man it's always good to talk to you and i really appreciate what you're doing with this stuff um we're just super excited about the game it being like a unique idea and uh just the response we've seen to it is just like been awesome so um but yeah i, I mean like in terms of shout outs like like all the people we were just talking about like you know, Market Wonderville, Josh and Nick at at uh, at Bumble Bear, um, Tony, like you, like for real, like did, I, people get in those discords and those slacks. And I think you're really quick, like see like the the positivity and like the helpfulness of the community for sure. But yeah, in terms of following like our stuff in, or DSM Arcade, everywhere on social media, you're probably not going to see us posting on Twitter or X or whatever too much anymore um we're pretty much we post a lot to like instagram just because it's such a visual medium and i think you know you can post good content to there i've, I've dabbled in tiktok and we gotta double down on that probably because we can make some cool videos of this stuff but yeah um and dsmarcade.com of course anytime see our game locator and we'll try to get a newsletter going soon to keep people updated on perfect poor and for a release date sorry to jump in again we're trying, it's going to be a 2024 game. And so okay. we're hoping it, it I, I've learned my lesson on like getting specificity of timelines. This could, there's a lot, there's a lot of like different moving parts and it's kind of like hard to like pin down, but it'll be a game that's coming out this year. And we're just like, just, you know, keep an eye on it. We're excited. 
yeah i mean i'll be giving out updates on it as as i found out stuff like i'm gonna want to share it because i want to play it i'm excited yeah um well thanks for coming on dan i appreciate it i i love nidhogg i love switch and shoot i'm excited for another game the first dsm original um it's gonna be cool to see and uh yeah for anybody that's still watching don't forget to like share and subscribe it helps us a ton we can all ride the wave together and it'll just keep on growing we have the new galactic battleground four player tabletop and the konami available for sale now on our website we have the texas tour coming up in a few weeks here and uh yeah that's it so until next time peace